0: going to kill any and all suspense here right off the bat, just so it no one thinks I'm trying to tease them into this episode. Andrew McCutcheon will be back in 2024, and he will play baseball for the Pirates at PNC Park. No drama, okay? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Daylon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into Football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Ben Charrington spoke at the Major League Baseball general manager's meetings yesterday in Scottsdale, Arizona, before they were canceled last night because of a virus that had spread around to close to a quarter of the people attending. Kind of weird. But that... Having nothing to do with this, just thought I'd throw that in parenthetically. Charrington reiterated that Kutch is not going anywhere without saying as much. He found a way to acknowledge it without presuming it. He found a way to express the desire of both the Pirates and the player to make it happen without shoving Kutch's hand onto a piece of paper. This was part of what he said to MLB Network on the subject. Yeah, certainly hopeful. Uh, we we uh, we loved um, the chance to you know reignite with Andrew. Obviously, I didn't get I didn't get an opportunity to be around him in his first tour of Pittsburgh. But um, the way he responded, the way our team responded, the way the city responded was um, just beyond even what we anticipated. Probably so. Um, certainly hopeful to seeing him run around there and black and gold again. Man, that guy hardwires it pretty well, doesn't he? Never gives you a thing. And yet at the same time, if you really sit there and pick it apart and then you take some of the nouns and match them against other nouns that he's used and verbs and adjectives and so forth, you can come up with something. What I've come up with on this subject, first off, is a question and then at least a possible answer. The question is, why isn't this done already? And the possible answer to that is, I have a feeling that between Charrington and Derek Shelton and everyone else involved, they want to find a way to have a conversation with Kutch that doesn't involve pushing or prodding him or in any way ticking him off. While at the same time acknowledging that the manager would like to have a little bit more lineup flexibility than what he does when he automatically pencils in Kutch as the designated hitter. And you'll recall going back to spring training of this year that Kutch and everybody wanted him to be in the outfield, in right field, maybe even in center if needed. And Kutch wanted that as well. But then Kutch had a year where uh, an ankle issue that's been bothering him for a long time now, uh, well before he returned to Pittsburgh, started flaring up. He had a couple other issues that were more nagging than anything else. Uh, A knee stood out in that capacity. And then at the end of the season, he obviously had the Achilles Uh, To an extent, this is what you're going to get. He's 37. Uh, he's not some giant of a human and he's going to have things go wrong. So what I think the pirates wanted to do here, in addition to, you know, making sure that he's healthy, making sure that he's at least on the road to a full recovery from the Achilles specifically, because that can be a, a heck of an injury is that he's got everything else coming along as well. Is the Achilles set? How about this ankle? What are they going to do about that? Because it just kept coming. They want to at least, man, how do I put this? I think they want him to feel as if they not only want him to be available for outfield duty, but also that they need him to be available for that. I don't think they want him to get super extra comfortable with the idea that he's just going to show up at the ballpark and be the DH. Now, here again, you want to talk about a high wire act. How do you do that without having someone who very easily speaks his mind say something negative and have the entire Western Pennsylvania population base turn on you? Which they would, meaning not on him, of course, on the team. Kutch wins that battle a 100 times out of a 100. So how do you make that happen? And I think Ben found a way by taking the one thing that the Pirates might have, and that would be not so much whether or not they're going to sign him, but how much? Like, what's fair to them, what's fair to the player, uh, what's respectful to Kutch, what's recognizing that Kutch himself brought a lot of fans in. I do not say that lightly. In fact, I usually cringe a little bit when somebody brings something like that up, because it's usually not true. There are not many players, there are not many athletes even of a home team, no matter how great they are, who will sell tickets. Kutch did that not only on an individual scale, like I'm going because Kutch is there and I love Kutch and now my kids love Kutch. It was more of a general thing. It was more of a man, I can't stand this owner. I really don't like a whole heck of a lot else that I've seen from this front office, but Kutch is here and Kutch being here gives his tacit blessing to this operation and makes it less distasteful for me to show up here. I'm talking about the real baseball fans, by the way, not the, not the casual ones, not the fireworks groupies and so forth. Okay. So Kutch comes with a value. So I think they're actually has to be and continues to be a negotiation about this where everyone on Cutch's side is going to understand that he made the Pirates some money. Everyone on the Pirates side is going to understand, well, we're looking for something here too, while at the same time keeping everything way, way, way above the table. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Dave, who says, Hey, how about Jim Leland for Derek Shelton's staff? Dave, you didn't specify this, but I'm going to guess that you were at least slightly influenced by the news last night that Ron Washington was hired or is going to be hired. That hasn't been announced formally yet by the Angels, and that in turn, Washington is going to put together this legendary group of coaches uh, as a staff under him. I'm talking some big names, and that begins with none other than Clint Hurdle as his bench coach. The Angels are among the latest teams to kind of swing what's happening on the field back to the old school, meaning it's one thing to have access to all of the legitimately valuable information that's there through advanced analytics. And it's another thing to have somebody on the field dealing with the humans who are playing the game, who really need more of a pure baseball vibe to what they're doing, and Obviously, very obviously, what the Angels have been doing for far too long isn't any good, considering they've had maybe the best player of his generation on the roster in Mike Trout, and then they had five years of the most freakish, outlandish combination of baseball player that anyone's ever seen in Shohei Otani, and they still couldn't even make the bleeping playoffs. They had all kinds of issues in terms of supporting cast, coaching staff, and whatever. And they just said, look, we're just going to try to do this the other way. And when you look at a lot of other teams, you've seen some of that boomerang effect, including some very, very successful teams. Bruce Bochy, he'll listen to your analytics, but he's managing the way Bochy's managed for a 100 years. There goes Boach, down to Arlington. What do you know? The Rangers win the World Series for the first time in their 52-year existence. There have been other examples, and a lot of this stuff does tend to be cyclical. I am here to answer your question, (laughs) after all that, by saying, wow, no, that will not happen in Pittsburgh under this GM. Charrington is beyond a disciple of the analytics. He can't grow the pirates analytics department enough to satisfy what it is that he wants. And they have expanded voluminously compared to where they were under Neil Huntington. And Huntington was the same way, at least from my perspective, to the same degree And still, Charrington came in and just kept adding departments and departments and departments. And they've got all this information. They've got all this knowledge, all of this forecasting and everything else. And fill in the blank with whatever remark you want to after that. Because they still can't figure out Why Ruanji Contreras was throwing 98 miles an hour, and now he's throwing 92. So no, there's not, unless it were some sort of token position, some sort of symbolic position, you're not going to have someone like a Leland come in. And if you did, Leland's a no BS guy. He'd see through it within about 24 hours. And I'm talking about the first 24 hours in Bradenton. Of meeting with these guys. Wait a second. You haven't asked me a single question here. What am I even doing here? So, no. I I don't see that happening. Probably should though, huh? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we're going to do another one of these tomorrow.